But the Bible also teaches that God is a God of love. That God loves. I'm glad that's in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. That God is a God of love and mercy and grace. And that God loves everybody. I don't care who you are. He has the hairs of your head numbered. He sees the sparrow fall. He's interested in you. And he loves you. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. No matter where you are in life, no matter what your circumstances are, your answers are always found in the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you today to never, ever give up. Always keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Now get ready and stay tuned for another exciting message from the Word of God. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we jump into the lesson, we would just like to say that if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to it. We're on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast. We are there. Then take it one step further and invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. We sure would appreciate it. We want you to know that you are a blessing to us. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about going from an empty life to an abundant life. Let's jump into it right now. How do you like that groove? Let's crank it up for a minute. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it today. John chapter 10, verse 10. You all know this verse. If you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you have heard this verse. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Let's read it today from the Amplified Version. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Today, let's talk about this subject, from an empty life to an abundant life. Lord Jesus, we praise you today. Give us ears to hear the word of God and a heart to receive it. Lord, teach us from your word today. Let it get into our hearts, God. Let it change everything within us. Draw us closer to you through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We all know that in heaven, it will be perfect peace, perfect joy, a glad reunion with loved ones, and the beautiful presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what about right now? What about life now? Here and now. Jesus Christ said that he wants us to live an abundant life life. The word abundant life here in the Greek means a sense of going beyond, super abundant, superior life. It means exceeding abundantly. It also means life beyond 
measure. What a great Savior that we serve today. If he only saved us, it would be enough. But he touches our lives with grace, mercy, healing, with miracles. He showers us with his love and he showers us in abundant life. Abundant life means that no matter what is going on around you, it can be persecution, it can be tribulation, whatever it is, it means that you can have peace and that you can have a heart full of joy. You have a a determination within you to never give up. You have true fulfillment and you are an overcomer through Jesus Christ. That's abundant life. I came here today to tell you that this is abundant life. This life right here, right now, this second, Jesus wants to touch your life. He wants you to truly experience life in him. The woman at the well in John chapter 4. What a beautiful and a moving story that this is. This woman was living an empty life. She had been married five times and was still empty inside. And many a well-meaning preacher have cast her off as a lady of ill reputation. And I don't believe that. I believe that she was a victim of her circumstances. Think about it. She must have been beautiful. She must have had incredible attributes that made five different men want to marry her. And yet five different men divorced her and put her out, which in those days could be a death sentence. In those days, most women could not read. They were looked down on as second-class citizens. In many Middle Eastern countries today, it's still the same way. It's very possible that the reason she ended up divorced was that she could not bear children. It doesn't say that, but men in that day wanted children, especially a boy, to carry on the family name. And when she couldn't give her husband's children, they might have discarded her. For that reason we know that she was spurned and wounded because she wouldn't come to the well with the other women from the town in the cool of the day she waited and went alone in the heat of the day so she could be alone and Jesus Christ went out of his way to change her empty life forever Jesus reaches out to anyone who is hungry for more than what this life can give Jesus doesn't care about social status, if you are a man or a woman, if you are rich or poor, uptown or in the ghetto or living under a bridge. He longs to reach out to those that we would deem unreachable. And here she is, she's broken. And with every divorce, a piece of her is ripped out. Why don't they love me? Why do they throw me away like I'm a piece of trash? She was empty, no hope, no future lonely and broken and then she met Jesus do you remember the day that you met Jesus do you remember the day that he came into your life and he changed your life forever now think about this Jesus goes to this little woman with a troubled past Jesus could have went to a high-standing priest from the synagogue Jesus could have went to a religious leader like Joseph of Arimathea or Nicodemus Jesus could have went to a rich man or the town mayor. No, Jesus went out of his way to meet this one woman and he took her from an empty life to an abundant life. Oh, I love what Jesus told her. Let's read it today. John chapter four, starting in verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God 
and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Verse 14, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst again. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And jump down to verse 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Wow, Jesus goes out of his way to give this little woman with a lonely, hurting, broken past an empty life. He goes out of his way to give her this incredible message about the infilling of the Holy Spirit and true worship. It's incredible. But that's not the end of the story. This one woman, this one woman with a a checkered past, she sparks revival in that city. Let's read about it. Verse 39, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me all that I ever did. Verse 40, So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And many more believe because of his own word folks this one woman sparked revival she went from empty to abundant life jesus knew who she was jesus knew her past jesus knew her pain jesus knew her disappointment after disappointment after disappointment and he knew that she was empty and broken and he loved her and you and me right now Jesus knows who we are. He knows our past. He knows our pain. He knows our disappointment and heartache. He knows that sometimes we're empty and broken, and he loves us. And just like this woman, he will take us from empty to an abundant life. Jesus saw her depression, and he sees ours. Jesus saw her hurt, and he sees ours. Jesus saw her pain, And he sees our pain. This poor woman had suffered alone and in pain and was rejected. And then Jesus comes into her life. Amen. Can you say amen? I want to quickly give you three points about walking in this abundant life. Number one, your relationship with Jesus Christ must be personal. Jesus created every one of us with a void in our hearts that only he can fill. My wife calls it a spiritual homing device. He created us to have a personal, intimate relationship with himself. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were at our very worst, just like this woman, he doesn't look for us at our best. He looks for us when we're at our worst. And he gave himself for us when we were at our worst. It's only in Christ that we can go from empty to being fulfilled and living an abundant life. Jesus said in John 15 verse 5, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing apart from me you can do nothing folks your relationship with him 
If you want to live that abundant life, your relationship with Jesus must be personal. You've got to be sold out to him. Number two today, beware of distractions. This world is full of things that will distract us from this abundant life. Money troubles, family troubles, job, relationship troubles. And it's important in these times, these evil times that we live in, to run to Christ and not run from him. And then people get wrapped up in the ridiculous. They're worried about J-Lo and Ben Affleck. They're worried about Kanye and Kim and so forth and so on. And we get consumed with all of these things. And then we get distracted. We get consumed with politics and political figures. We've got politicians right now trying to lead us into the demonic evils of socialism. We've got a president that's at war with our energy sector and raping our gas prices. And it can all turn into one huge distraction. But let's flip it to the other party. Trump is not our savior. Republicans are not your savior. Democrats are not your savior. Biden is not your savior. Politicians never gave one single person peace down in their souls. Politicians never gave one single person abundant life or joy down in their heart. Most of them only bring division. Here's what we need to learn. T.F. Tenney said, keep the main thing the main thing. Thank you, Pastor Tenney. Don't get distracted. I want to read you a verse about distracted people of God. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 32. Does a young woman forget her jewelry or a bride her wedding dress? Yet for years on end, my people have forgotten me. What a tragic verse. For years, my people have forgotten me. Oh, I don't want to forget him, my friends. Do you? I don't want to forget what Jesus Christ has done in my life. Jesus did not create us to live a confused, distracted life. He created us to to live a Jesus-infused, Jesus-empowered, abundant life. If you forget everything I said here today, remember this one thing. If the enemy cannot destroy you, he will do his best to distract you. Amen? Don't let the noise of this world stop you from hearing his voice. The world distracts. Jesus sets free. Number three today, to walk an abundant life, spend time alone with God or you'll become empty. It's amazing how many of our troubles would vanish and fade away if we just spent more time with Jesus. Some of you hearing this today, Jesus is whispering into your heart, I love you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to breathe into you life and life more abundantly. Don't lose your passion for God. Don't lose your passion for his word. Don't lose your passion for prayer and worship and going to church. Hold fast to his nail-scarred hand and receive abundant life. I want to close with something that the Lord said to the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. The Ephesian church had become distracted and they weren't spending time alone with the Lord. Revelations 2 verse 2, I know the things that you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance and I know that you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. Verse 3, you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. 
verse 4. If we only had verse 2 and 3, man, that's great. That's awesome. But listen to verse 4. But I have this complaint against you. When the Lord says he has a complaint against us, that's serious business. He said, you don't love me or each other as you did at first. Verse 5, look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I'll come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. That's a pretty serious warning. It has to hurt the heart of our Lord and Savior for him to have to say, You don't love me like you used to love me. You don't love me like you used to love me. You don't love each other like you used to love each other. Today would be the perfect day for you to repent and for me to repent and for us to rededicate our lives to the Lord and ask him to take us from empty to an abundant life. Why don't you lift your hands right now? Why don't you kneel down where you're where you're at and pray? Lift your hands. Just rededicate your life to him. Lord Jesus, we come before your throne and we rededicate our lives to you. We ask you to touch us afresh right now. We repent. Lord, we ask you to fill us with your spirit and give us power. And Lord, rekindle a fire within us that says, I love you, Lord. Rekindle a fire within us that loves those around us. And I'll be careful to praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being here with us today. I sure do appreciate it. Thank you so much. We want you to know that you are a blessing to us. It means so much for to us for you to join us and just a blessing. And one more time, let me throw this out there. If this is a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to this podcast and invite your family and your friends to be part of it. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a great week, my friends.